Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Kimberly. And I'm Bobby. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns. Insider marketing and copywriting tips. Interviews and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Chatting with Copywriters. Bobby and I always like to talk about some really random topic before diving into our topic today, which is going to be on how to get the creative juices flowing for when you sit down to write some really awesome and fantastic copy. So before we dive in, Bobby, what is our question today? It's really awesome talking about the creative juices and I have to creatively come up with a topic on the spot today. <laughs> oh, it's so, always fun. I know. So my, my, my question for you is... You know, you know how when you are doing something um, like, you know, whether it's photography or, you know, those paint by numbers type things, what is it, you know, how do, how do you make the choice where you go, I want to use green instead of blue <laughs> when, you know, you do, do you know what I'm talking about? So I know what paint by numbers are. I will admit I haven't done a paint by numbers in like 20 years. Um, and I'm one of those per people who uh, definitely stayed in the lines and followed the rules. So when the that paint by numbers surprise said, me one bit, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a very, very boring and predictable person. We're all aware of this. Uh, yeah. So when I would have a paint by numbers, um, I would always, you know, where's the one? Okay, open the one. Um, but I will say uh, oftentimes if it was a paint by numbers and not a color by numbers, I rarely ever finished the piece um, because I didn't like the way it was turning out. <laughs> because you were coloring in the lines. I was. I was coloring in the lines. And uh, it was very boring to be told what to do. Um, but I don't know if you remember this, but when I was in elementary school, one of the most popular things for uh, substitute teachers to do was to bring in these coloring sheets. And so they would have these really fun images and then like geometric backgrounds. So it would be, you know, a bunch of stripes in one direction and then another direction and another direction. Um, and every time we had a substitute, there was a different picture for us to color and it would take up, you know, like two class periods or something so that they could not have to figure out what else they were going to teach these, you know, seven-year-olds what to do. Um, those were one of my favorite things to do because it let you color in the lines. I stuck to the lines, but you could choose whatever colors you wanted. So um, that's, that's most of my experience with quote unquote color by numbers. How about you? Yeah. So I've done a couple of those, um, you know, that's wine and beer night and you have the painting and everything like that. Um, and it's, it's, it's really interesting. So you, you have a, a normal picture to follow and, you know, obviously you get to, you get to pick whatever color you want out of things. And so, I mean, I, I had what I do have one that I had to throw away cause it started to freak me the hell out. So it was a skull for, was it Dia de los Dia de los Muertos? Yes, that's that's what we were doing was, you know, the sort of those white skulls. Well, I did, I, I reversed the colors and had a black skull and I think I gave it like cat eyes. And by the time I was done, I'm like, okay, I can't look at this thing anymore. It's starting to freak me out. But I tend to, you know, I will follow the basic pattern, but I, I, I'm not a paint by numbers kind of person. No, at least not following exactly. I like to, to get creative and I, I wouldn't say I color outside the lines, but I definitely paint by my own color scheme and, you know, march to the beat of a different drummer type thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think one of the reasons why I never actually finished one of those paint by numbers is because, you know, I didn't want to to break whatever the 
the quote unquote rules were right. One goes with blue, two goes with green. But I also didn't like how it was coming out. But with the with the other option where, you know, I I stayed and I chose a single color for each individual lined section, but I could choose what I wanted. It's like that creativity within constraints, which is also another different way for you to kind of breach creativity and, and kind of uh, motivate those areas of your brain to start working, which really segues nicely into what we're talking about today, which is how to get the creative juices flowing for when you're creating your copy. Now, both of us, uh, we write in very different industries for the most part. And uh, it's still a, the whole idea of creating copy and creating something that's interesting enough for other people to read. It, you know, I think there's a lot of quote unquote tried and tested methods, but then there's also a, a lot of uh, random other ways that people kind of get into getting those creative juices flowing. So what are, you know, some of your behind the scenes secrets, if you will, on how to do that? Yeah. So for me, writing isn't something that comes natural and I don't necessarily gravitate towards it. I'm a better editor than I am necessarily a writer. So writing in a journal is not a, a, a great way for me to get my creative juices flowing, but it's music. And, you know, going to my piano and playing, whether it's a song that I know or just throwing a couple of chords together, um, doing something along those lines helps me get creative and be excited because it's something I'm super passionate about. You know, and I do that for, you know, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe it's only just a couple of songs. And then it kind of lets my brain subconsciously think about what I want to do anyways. So it makes it a lot easier for me to come back and start writing in that creative zone of genius. So that's one of the things that I do. What are, what are, what's one thing that you do? That's so interesting that you said, you know, you're not a natural writer and yet you make your living writing because I, I kind of feel uh -huh. the same way sometimes, uh, for quite a long time, I was not able to write manually by hand. Um, I couldn't hold a pen or a pencil for very long. I'm talking like five minutes max here. So what I would do is I found other ways to kind of get my mind running. And what I would do is I would take my phone, open a new document uh, and press the voice record. And I would walk around my house holding my phone and just start talking. Um, so I would try and be like, hmm, what do I want to talk about? Or what is this topic that I'm wanting to create some kind of content for? And I would quickly, uh, you know, I would just let my mind ramble, um, which is a really great way to do stream of consciousness and to capture some really great ideas yeah, where you absolutely. don't have any uh, clear constraints or, you know, because since I wasn't looking at it, I also wasn't, of course, checking to see like, is the uh, voice recorder working properly? Because I was, I was dictating into a document, so I wasn't just recording my voice, but it, it kind of made me... I found there was a difference between dictating into just a voice recording app or dictating into something that actually made the document. Because even though I wasn't watching the words on the document, um, it like put it into my head that I was actively writing. So it was much more, it was much closer to creating the copy. And I would just walk in circles and start talking and I would let my mind go wherever it went. So, you know, if it wanted to go on a tangent when I'm talking about email marketing and how to create great subject lines, and then I'm talking about that time at summer camp where, uh, you know, we, we won capture the flag or whatever it was, um, I uh -huh. let my mind wander. And not only did it create great copy and great information around whatever topic, but it also gave me a bunch of starting points for creating the story portion of the copy. Yeah, I do something similar without actually putting it into a recording. Um, my dog loves when I need to get in my creative zone because I'll take him for a walk. 
And <laughs> yay, talking and then outside. I, I do, yeah. And I mean, and of course, I do look like the crazy woman walking down the road because I am talking to myself. It is out loud. My hands are usually moving. There's nobody else around me, but it's me and the dog just sitting there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this and this and all this type of stuff. And this would be great over here. And right. And I just let, I, I talk it out. And so I'm pretty sure I look insane. <laughs> but not as insane as you would have looked 10 years ago before the invention of Bluetooth. Oh, isn't that the case? Oh, there's been times I've just <laughs> thrown my headset, my, my, you know, my, my headset on and walked just so that people would think that I'm actually talking to somebody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can see that happening. You know, it used to be like, you know, you see all those old spy movies where, you know, they, they have to figure out how to make it look like they're not talking to somebody in their ear and now they don't even have to worry about it. Right. You just put on a Bluetooth and nobody cares. Right. Um, so, yeah. you know, one way is to kind of just let your mind flow freely, uh, and about whatever you want, you know, you were talking about, you don't do journaling per se, but you do kind of just start writing down things about the topic. Um, which is one way, I find at least when I was holding a pencil, I'd want to, you know, go back and edit or, well, aren't I supposed to stay on topic, that kind of thing. But when you just let your mind talk, um, it created a very different kind of uh, copy to start drawing from. And granted, you know, this was brainstorming. This was just gathering a bunch of thoughts and then I was going to go and sit down and put them into a document that actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the other ways that I get into a creative zone is I actually do more research, which isn't necessarily creative, but I'm waiting to find that one piece that makes me go, oh, that's really interesting. And then I get creative. I can get creative around a story or an idea around even the smallest little side note of some of the research that I've done, which is, that's when it's really fun because when you get something like that, you almost can't stop talking about it because you're, you're excited about the one little nugget you found. Oh, absolutely. Um, that is that is one of my go-to strategies as well is, well, gee, I don't know what to say. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that you should never just start writing. You should actually like do your research first because it makes it easier so you don't have that mm -hmm. blank page in front of you. Uh, but definitely yeah. where like you're at a stopping point and you're like, well, what else am I supposed to say about this? I need to expand on this idea. And then you just go back to the research. Um, and sometimes it's going back to the research about the actual topic. And sometimes it's going back to the voice of customer research being like, okay, how did they phrase this? Maybe I can, uh, create some expanded ideas on what is their, the customer feedback or what is, you know, their, their top problems just to kind of, uh, give my brain a reminder about why I'm doing this or why I'm creating something like this, because, you know, people, that's what people are looking for. You know, you know, one of the other things that I've done, and I haven't done this very often, but it's, it's fun and you definitely start to get creative when you do it is, have you ever seen the movie V for Vendetta? Uh, a while ago, but yes, I have. So, I so there's, there's, there's a part in the movie where he goes on this soliloquy of just a ton of V words in this just long stream of consciousness. And it's actually, it's really cool and exciting to do that. So one of the things that I've done before is I will take, if especially a, a nice paragraph of my research that I found, and then I try to restate that using alliteration. How can I say the same thing? Use, and, and I don't care what letter I use, but there's a, there's a wonderful website that I actually use to do this. And um, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's alliteration.me.me. And it's, you can actually go to the synonym finder 
And it's really fun because you put in the word you want to say, and then you can actually restrict it to a certain letter and it will give all the words that are really darn close. It's kind of like a thesaurus by individual letters. So you can have some, I mean, you can get way down a rabbit hole by doing this, but it's about that, those, that creative aspect of it. And I actually love, I love that website for a great many reasons and use it all the time. It's actually, instead of the, the, the thesaurus, I got to put my teeth back in, right? Um, just because it is amazing how many different words it will come up with. And some of them, sometimes they're, they're the same type of words. Some of them, you know, they're the synonyms or the antonyms, but trying to recreate a paragraph from the research that I really like, that I don't know how to say differently, throwing the, you know, throwing the major words into this alliteration website and coming up with my own single paragraph soliloquy of uh, heavy words in what, you know, one, um, starting with one letter can really get you excited and go, Oh, look, well, maybe, I, maybe that's not what I put in the copy, but it sparks that imagination that says, wow, that's a really interesting way to say this and, and, you know, moving it from that way. So that's another way that I, that I use to kind of that find is, a creative zone. That, that reminds me of another way I've been creative in the past. Yeah. Um, I went to this conference and somebody presented on this um, idea that they used every morning to get like the creative juices flowing. And I, I'll admit I don't do it every morning, um, but I have done it a couple of times and it's really helped spark that. It kind of just reminds your brain that you need to connect really strange ideas to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what it is, is you go to a word generator. And uh, I wish I could remember the name of the site, but I'll look it up and it'll be in the show notes. Um, So you go to this word generator site and you tell it what kind of words you want. Do you want a noun? Do you want a verb? Whatever. And so you say, okay, I want two nouns. And then you take those two nouns and you do an association exercise. So you think of five words uh, that that word makes you think of. So like if the word is bread, then maybe it makes you think of bakery. It makes you think of flour. It makes you think of eggs. It makes you think of... uh, you know, the the smell of yeast, whatever, right? So you do a a word association exercise with the two different words, creating at least five words. And then you take one term from each of those word associations and create some sort of copy that relates the two. So, you know, if I started with bakery and skateboard, my word associations might be park and uh, flower. And then taking those two very, very, very strange terms and just sitting down and creating a sentence or two to tell a story that includes the two words. And then you kind of use that as the basis of your copy. I did this a couple of times. And one time I, I got my two words and I was able to write a video ad for Facebook within like 10 minutes uh, by doing this. And it was for like travel insurance, which wasn't anything I was actually working on at the time. But I was like, oh, wow. It just kind of sparked the idea, which sparked the, you know, the, the image in my head of exactly what that would look like. And I was able to write out the script in like 10 minutes flat. Um, So, you know, being able to kind of start from a random place that, um, you know, it lets Mm -hmm. your brain start drawing those parallels and it starts to, you know, maybe your brain hasn't done it in a while. So it's like training it to be like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And then you can go back and look at that research and suddenly you see all these different ways that you can talk about it. Yeah. Well, you know, another one is to ask a seemingly random question and then relate it to whatever your topic is, right? It's (laughs) another way to get creative. (laughs) It's another, it's another way to get, to get creative and to find something that, I mean, 
I think anybody that's listened to our uh, podcast for a while probably has figured out that they're not quite so random questions, <laughs> but they but may seem they like see, it. They, they really are. You're but like, it, okay, it what am I talking about today? Certainly may seem like it at the time where we're like, oh, and then we're like, and that really does relate to what we're getting ready to talk about. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it is. And it's one of those things that, um, y- you know, no matter what topic you're talking about, whether it's health supplements or survival packs or how to get coaching or how to find the right coach, you know, whatever it is that you're talking about, being able to relate it to something outside of your sphere of influence is a great way for you to like kind of figure out what copy you need to be using to talk to your audience. Because you know, some of us, we get so close to what we're talking about. We know absolutely everything there is to know about it. I know everything there is to know about creating funnels or doing courses or whatever. Uh, but then you have to remind yourself that the people you're selling to don't necessarily know all of those terms. So when you're forced to create like that outside conversation that relates it back, then it makes it a lot easier to create those connections and to create that that uh, that funnel and that journey that customers go through through the copy uh, that kind of guides them to what they need to know to make that to take that next step. Yeah, well, it's almost like um, it it's creating a metaphor. It is, or or <laughs> or not. I mean, and it may not be a strong metaphor, but it's starting with that as as creative juices, right? You know, so you know something something along the lines of you know how is an online course like a fish? And then you have to try and figure out how is it like a fish? And you know, well, okay maybe it's because you know you you have you have some fun with that oh it feels like it's swimming upstream or maybe it's downstream and made life easy or uh fishes swim in schools so it's like going back to school but taking it underwater so you're you know giving a different experience yeah so i and and you can have so much fun by just working with the metaphor to get your creative juices flowing and then you're like oh so you know my course makes it easy for you it's like swimming down, it's like swimming with the current instead of against it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we've talked about quite a few different ways for someone to get started to get those creative juices flowing. Do you have any uh, final thoughts on what somebody should, uh, not necessarily should do, but some ideas or final thoughts on how people can get into the right mind space to start writing really awesome and fantastic copy? So for me, it's one of it's. It really comes down to one of two ways. If you're the kind of person that can do something complex and your brain will start thinking about it, you know, kind of like your, your subconscious starts thinking about it, that's great. I find I have to do more mindless tasks or things that don't require a lot of thought process and brain power to do, which is interesting. You know, I mean, I've been doing music long enough that to throw chords together doesn't require a lot of heavy thought so that I can allow my brain the space to think about what it is that it needs to to come up with or write about or make a connection. So for me, it is more the mindless tasks or the tasks I don't have to think very hard about to get me into the creative space. And I mean, that's that's just what I find for me. So if you know, as you're listening, just think about what those tasks are. I mean, I know several copywriters that, you know, come up with their brilliant ideas while doing dishes. You know, it's just however it is that you can almost, you almost just need to walk away sometimes to get into your own creative zone, walk away from what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would just add on to that, that, um, 
you know, if you're trying to get your creative juices flowing, uh, don't discount the advantage of writing down your thoughts as they come to you throughout the day, not just when mm-hmm. you're sitting down specifically to write copy. I mean, it used to be, I would hear that thing, oh, you should always have a notebook with you. And I'm like, a notebook? I'd have to figure out how to carry that. You know, women's clothing doesn't have a lot of pockets. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I can't necessarily write out full sentences very much, um, especially a couple of years ago. But now you have no excuses, right? You have a phone in your pocket, which has access to a, a notepad or it has access to sticky notes or it has access to Google Docs, whatever it is, right? So um, I definitely like, oh, that's a really great thought. You know, just take out your phone and, you know, say it out loud and, and make it right. So you don't even have to do the swipe or type in all the different letters to get it down. You just kind of say what it is and move on. Um, and that kind of creates a really great starting library of prompts or stories or hooks for you to get started. So if you are stuck writing the copy and you don't have the time to walk away, you can open that document uh, for inspiration. It's just like you creating your own content library of stuff from your own head, but you don't have to access it all the time because uh, the internet will remember it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we talked about how to get the creative juices flowing for creating great and awesome copy. Until next time. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guest. <laughs>